May 14, 1787, the Constitutional Convention opens in Philadelphia, and James Madison wins first place for his Sailor Moon costume. Welcome to The Revisionists, the only podcast that remembers the War of 1812. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And our guest tonight is one of Denver's favorite comedians and one of my favorite comedians in Denver, uh, Timmy Lasley. Hello. Hi. Uh, Thanks th- for having me. Thank you for being here and yeah. for sitting through that very wordy introduction. I liked it. You said basically yeah. the flip side of my favorite coin. So <laughs> both of the sides of my favorite coin. The self-esteem coin. It's always yeah, I on like how you've now elected to make the introduction, which you already famously cannot deliver, slightly more complicated by forcing a joke into it. Oh, no. I'm, it's, I yeah. liked the joke. I... Uh, I had to look up when the War of 1812 happened uh, Uh, the other day. So I was like, hey, I remember it. But, you know, it's good to be on a podcast that remembers it, too. Not strictly. That was that is the official slogan, I think, of the War of eighteen twelve. Not yeah. Once it hit nineteen eighteen thirteen, it was just like not for eighteen twelve anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Brutality. War of eighteen twelve. Exactly what it sounds like. Uh, well, if you're not familiar with the show, each episode we take a different topic from history. One host presents a true story. One host comes up with an alternate, and the winning story becomes our accepted history going forward. And last week we discussed Thomas, last episode, whatever, we discussed oh. Thomas Jefferson. I thought you were going to say Thomas, last name withheld. Thomas, last name withheld. Protecting his identity <laughs> to protect him. Of course, no one would know who he was because he's not carved into a mountain, certainly. <laughs> the alternate history one, which established that Thomas Jefferson, uh, all of his accomplishments were probably done by John Adams. Yeah. Well, they... Went through various body, body switching, switching sc- schemes, yeah. uh, a face-off, a oh, Freaky wow. Friday. Uh, a classic, the switch-up, urinating yep. into the same fountain. Yep, the same magic yeah. fountain. Oh, right, I'm sorry. You can't just pee into a, a, a common gutter fountain yeah. with someone Audience, and switch don't body. don't just go to random fountains about town and pee into them. That's not magic. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, all the friends would have... Switch bodies at the beginning of every single episode oh, during that friend. opening credit sequence. That would have been. I would have loved Friends so much more if that were. I've always assumed they were peeing during that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, they only show them from the waist up. I think. Well, they're wet anyway. Like you can't tell. That's the beauty right, of a fountain. But have you ever like worn a wetsuit and peed in it out of the water? Like if you're not completely submerged in water, people could still see what you're doing. Well, I, I, <laughs> this is a valuable was, life lesson that I've yeah. taught. That was spoken from experience. Yeah, like they would, they, it would all have to be sitting in the fountain, which then you know exactly what everyone's doing. <laughs> like, did, did it just get a few few degrees warmer in it was here? It's just like all of them sitting in the fountain, just kind of one looking, shot, like not just looking at each the, other. The last <laughs> shot of the credit sequence where the music takes a hard cut, <laughs> and it's just the sound of pissing. Gross. Not one of Simon and Garfunkel's best songs. <laughs> a new Zen poem. Well, this week we're continuing our discussion of the American Revolution with the father of our country, mm-hmm. George Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be doing the actual history. Timmy, you'll be doing the alternate. Yeah. So if we're all ready, I'll lead off. George Washington was born on February 22nd, 1732. But by the British calendar, which was in use at the time, he was born on February 11th, 1731. Because fuck historians, that's a solid Protestant date, I guess. <laughs> they don't use those Pope calendars. 
And people say, like, why can't we switch to the metric system? You yeah. know, like it was easy enough back then Ooh. to just switch up everybody's birthdays. True. If we split I don't the mind difference, switching my weight or height. George Washington and <laughs> I have the same birthday. If you, <sighs> I mean, in that, why does, not? not While well, we're making up stuff, why? Yeah, not? dates don't matter. That's, that's the whole point of this show. Say <laughs> <laughs> you have the same birthday as George Washington. Sure. Congratulations. Canon. You're basically the Works same age. into your alternate history. <laughs> <laughs> Done. His father was uh, Augustine Washington, and his mother was Mary Ball Washington. He had six siblings mm. who survived into adulthood out of nine, which is insane for the 1730s. Like a, just, a hardy stock. That's like ten kids when adjusted for inflation, I feel like. Sure. <laughs> um his father died when uh, George was 11, so he was... Kids nowadays, they'd get a medal just for not dying <laughs> <laughs> under the age of six. We coddle them too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Alive at 25, what an accomplishment. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a reference to a anti-drinking and driving program. You said drinking and driving or just reckless driving? I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like drinking and driving is reckless driving. Well, it's one of the most reckless forms right next to, right underneath putting on makeup. Mm-hmm. And uh, blow jobs, oh, okay. highway blow jobs. Yeah, those are two more reckless forms, in my opinion. That, my humble you, opinion. Where you sit in the back seat and you drink. stick your feet up to the front seat and try to drive with your feet. Yeah. Ooh, that's so reckless! You bad Pretty boy. Reckless. Although highway blow jobs more unsafe than side street blow jobs. Yeah, way more it's higher yeah. speeds. Neighborhood blow jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, I think they just released a study. Highway <laughs> <laughs> well, blowjobs? Highway blowjobs versus uh, suburban blowjobs. <laughs> I just pictured crash test dummies in a car just well, know, giving each the other blowjobs. The problem blow with that 75% data, though, of people it. die in blowjob-related accidents within a mile of their home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like most blowjob-related accidents happen the, in the, the home. The data is... is- it's skewed though in that study i mean if you look closely at it you'll see that uh there are way fewer suburban blowjobs because you Mm -hmm. know you you're not as likely to be seen on the highway so the number of blowjobs go up you know like with the commute from the suburbs they didn't have the right controls on their study i read through it and i I wasn't into it this is why i'm starting a position to add chastity belts to seat belts mm-hmm. to prevent blowjob related injuries that affect us all every single day and of course a tiny airbag that goes off over a penis when someone tries to exactly form fellatio on it. broken noses a rash of broken noses break out also 100 percent of incidents where the driver is giving the blowjob end in a fatality oh yeah 100 percent. for more information on that check out my other podcast <laughs> stage of fools where that's a thing that happens in the show we watch <laughs> um anyway he was raised largely by his half-brother lawrence after his father died which is a triumph of nate balding's colonial redundancy system sure eventually inherited the estates of both uh mount vernon and fairy farm uh which is how come you hear about mount vernon <laughs> not, the fairy farms where fair. i want to spend a Saturday. How, how is it spelled a uh, fairy with an e like the boat not oh. like Fairy farm. Not not like a live, not like a role playing farm. Now, when you said with any, my head immediately went to like F A E R Y, and I was yeah. like, oh, the I, real I was thinking ones. like that's true. Hardcore, hardcore fantasy. Yeah, fairy. like magic <laughs> with this a K, motherfucker. That's true. Mount Vernon was for tobacco farming. Fairy farm was for larping. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> 
fairy, fairy. I just pictured any painting of George Washington where he's wearing like plastic fairy wings behind him. I'm just gonna they make don't, it. They don't paint those, but you know, <laughs> he went to Hot Topic. That's just where to he get got them. his military prowess. All of his LARPing, he learns <laughs> the, the strats. It's yeah. where you learn he's, true courage. You know, uh, great charisma, great charisma. <laughs> He contracted uh, smallpox on a trip to Barbados with his brother, which left his face visibly scarred. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. heard he was handsome. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess back in the day, scars, like, hey. right? Like back in the day, handsome was a yeah. different kind of like. You're handsome if you survived spectrum. smallpox. He was I feel smallpox. like smallpox right. handsome. Yeah. <laughs> he was a smallpox ten. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but a typhoid six. Ooh. <laughs> it left him scarred but immune to smallpox which again in the colonial americas was like getting the star in super mario yeah, i feel like, like that the, shit the origin for a super villain <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> my superpower is i'm immune to smallpox <gasps> wow. and if you have a superhero whose whose superpower is giving people smallpox then that is their great conflict <laughs> oh i would have assumed that the supervillain was spreading smallpox oh okay I got those backwards. So he went down to Barbados to, if I have my history right, it, his brother Lawrence had gotten tuberculosis. Is that right? I believe he, so. He went to take the cure in Barbados, and mm. then his brother got smallpox. Yeah. But I, survived. So that's yeah, cool. Exactly. Right, cool. Which is the best spring break ever. <laughs> well, hard to kill uh, a Washington, apparently. We'll get to that, actually. Uh, Washington was eventually noticed by the militia. This was like his moment of being discovered. He was noticed by the militia commander, Robert Dinwiddie, uh, largely because he was six feet tall. And, and he was LARPing? Yes, and he was LARPing. <laughs> hey, this is not alternate history yet, all right? <laughs> I mean, the the rest of America was definitely, they were like halflings, basically, if we're going to continue in this vein. Yeah. <laughs> to be six feet tall at that point was incredibly rare. That's true. I'm pretty much six feet tall and... I've never been recruited by the military. <laughs> that's <laughs> Yeah. That's well, there's a lot more people in general now, you know? Like there was only what, like a hundred people back yeah, then? 100. So Yeah. Like, yeah, the the Revolutionary War was just three dudes. <laughs> tough fight. <laughs> it lasted it's amazing that it lasted. As a percentage for as long of the world did. population though, that was an astounding mm. right. astounding and, and, hit. And also there were a lot more trees back then, so people could hide more easily. Three <laughs> people in battle, like good luck finding yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. The one battle lasted the whole seven years. <laughs> um But he was uh a, the best horseman in Virginia. It's it said, and he was totally strong. People totally loved strong. that. It's around the same time that he also became a Freemason. He was not really that involved, with, unless you ask a Freemason, because he's all over that shit, if you had talked to one of them. And we did establish in a previous episode that Freemasons are combating the evil undergods that mm -hmm. controlled the action of the British and French empires. Also an anti-robot society. Yeah. Okay, um, so this is this. You guys are making history with this podcast. You literally changed it to that. Yeah, that yes. is now cool. canonically true in awesome. history. Anyone who says different is lying to you, kids. If you write a report and a teacher corrects you on that fact, uh, burn the school down. I am editing that out because wow. that is an incitement to violence. Wow! I did tell people to drink and drive or a public <laughs> enemy earlier. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Washington becomes involved in the French and Indian War. The Iroquois chief, uh, Tom Cherison, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, mm -hmm. gave Washington the nickname of Town Destroyer, 
and they were friends. They were on the same side. Yeah. Uh, Town Destroyer also. Tenshiro said, what was it? He was either that. The Half King? Half King. Yeah, yeah. The Half King of the Iroquois. Name of half Town Destroyer. King, huh? Yeah, big old. Everybody half- had crazy Game of Thrones names back then. The Half King. Yeah. And Town Destroyer, yeah. which is a little bit of a mouthful. It was also translated as Devourer of Villages. Yeah. Which is way cooler. A famous incident in the French and Indian War was the Braddock Expedition. Yes. Where George Washington gave advice to the British commander of this unit uh, to split his forces. And that led to that unit being largely massacred and routed. It speaks to the fact that Washington was kind of a mediocre military strategist. Yeah. But... Especially during the Seven Years' War, there was a few notable fuck-ups. Yeah. Well, he was more But it was his first war, you know? Like, I can't wait till you get into your first war to see, you know, how many times you die. All of his letters to the soldiers' relatives were like, hey, you can't... You can't cook an omelet without cracking a few eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your husband. <laughs> G-dubs. He was a mediocre strategist, but his real advantage in war was his leadership and his character. Uh, in that battle where his troops were massacred, he had two horses killed underneath him, and he had four bullet holes shot through his coat. But he was still, like, riding around rallying his men into what was called an orderly retreat. But he did gain leadership skills from this experience. He got insight into the English military and how easily killable they were when you give them shitty advice. God, just think about how much better a President Trump could be for us, (laughs) you know, when he wins in November. Like, if he had been able to go to war before running for office, you know, like, like, I mean, he uh, was in ROTC. He would be so much more prepared to take the office when he inevitably does in November. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Oh, in... I just, you know, like the idea of him ha- having to fight a war. Before. At least then he'd have a qualification in his bag. <laughs> so after the war, he married the wealthy widow, uh, Martha Custis, who was an intelligent manager of the estate at Mount Vernon. He was, because of his earlier bout with smallpox, sterile. And he basically had lost all of his teeth by this point. So he had a different series of disgusting looking dentures now um, he's like a smallpox eight at this point yeah smallpox eight uh unless he has his dentures in and he also took laudanum so you know he's holding mm. um sweet his interests at the time included cockfighting and backgammon now so a lot of fun at parties exactly I feel like he can't. He's the kind of person who can't stop talking about how great backgammon is which if you've ever had those people in your life you know how I've never met a person who's played, who knows how to play backgammon, who like understands idea. the rules even when they read them. You <laughs> Is know? that the one with the board with like the long triangles on yeah. it? Okay, I love how you were miming, miming triangles because yeah. I wouldn't get it if you didn't. It's got like the little lanes for the dots. <laughs> oh yeah, sport sport games. <laughs> I understand cockfighting way more. That's oh, just cockfighting's pretty straightforward. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a gammon, and how do you get it back? Revenge gammon? What is this? Revenge gammon. Oh, of course, the classic backgammon vendetta, (laughs) Uh, which sounds like an indie band. That was actually the real start of the Seven Years' War, the French Indian War, whatever. (laughs) It's a bad backgammon game. Those backroom backgammon games. (laughs) This is, of course, we get to the point where we basically have to discuss this with almost all the founding fathers, except Hamilton, where... George Washington kept people enslaved on his estate. And this kind of speaks to 
a weird element when we're talking about the founding fathers and slavery yeah. where George Washington over the course of his life grew in, into an anti-slavery viewpoint. Yeah, sort of like Ben Franklin, who did exactly. free all of his slaves. And so did what if, George Washington. What if it's just that his teeth were racist and as he lost them? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the racism is falling out of me. <laughs> Thank God I got Actually, rid of that racism. probably racist. more like what it is, is the racism and hypocrisy in his soul made his teeth fall out. That's true. He's like, rotting from the... I like the idea, I, that, I like since... the idea that, that racism comes from the teeth. <laughs> and that's why no hockey players are racist. Yeah, and that's <laughs> why everyone in Appalachia is like super... Super tolerant. <laughs> I found a hole and it was in your mouth. Yeah, about six years old, you stop being racist and then it just comes right back. Comes right back in. Well, well I mean, you get your permanent racist teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until you're old and then you're not racist anymore when you're old. No, famous no, this old isn't people working. famously not racist. <laughs> I do like the idea of Washington losing all but one of his teeth. Which is like the idea of like you become a full more evolved person, but there's still part of you that's like, like eh. now of course Washington freeing the people he kept enslaved in his will is more than any other founding father did, except Hamilton and, and Benjamin Franklin, and Franklin yeah. who freed them before after the war. And it's still too late. It's good because it's better than say Thomas Jefferson did, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still a black mark on Washington's legacy. Although it should be pointed out. The majority of the slaves at Mount Vernon were enslaved by Martha Washington because of her previous marriage. And George Washington actually had no legal right to free them. And when George Washington freed his slaves, he did that in the face of opposition from his neighbors and relatives and even his wife. Yeah. So credit where credit is due, but grain of salt with that. It's it's still not an A plus there, George. I mean, that's the tough thing about history is that you're constantly looking back at the past, judging people of that day by our day's standards, which we should because we should hold ourselves to a higher standard than than they did because we have come so far. But, you know, like, so now we have to do even better and even better. And that's how societies evolve and get better. But but it is important to remember that if you like, okay, I heard Dan Carlin say this once in one of his podcasts, and I think it's so brilliant. But like, if you were to take a baby from today and time travel back and like raise it back then, it would be raised in, a society in that culture. Where that is not, yeah. So not for him inherently to be even, to slavery. yeah, right. like he, that child would be raised in that mindset and it wouldn't seem as awful to him as it does to us today. And, and so it is pretty, pretty great that George Washington. Yeah. Had a heart, eventually. exactly. (laughs) And at the same time, though, there were people who were speaking out against slavery at the time. So it's not like it was a settled matter. Including people he he worked with directly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton and Brent Franklin after the war did write a number of essays against it. Hmm. Sorry, I thought you said Brent Franklin, which is, of course, Ben Franklin's douchey brother. Yeah. he was Brand? He was super douchey, but weirdly progressive about Mm -hmm. slavery. Yeah, it's weird. It's mostly hard to like beer Brent bongs Franklin, and, his, but you want... and slavery were his yeah. top two and issues. CrossFit. And CrossFit. He, he invented CrossFit. the beer bong, of course, famously. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, just yeah. like Ben Franklin invented the wet t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, true fact. Um, uh, one interesting anecdote in this vein before we move on is that eventually Washington replaced all of the people enslaved at the presidential mansion with indentured Germans. In is... retrospect, irony. Yeah. A little bit. You can't have retrospective irony, right? I know. You is can't. that, can you? Can't, is that? My brain broke. I just did. I so. had a word seizure. <laughs> so eventually, uh, he 
grew to oppose the British taxes, the Intolerable Acts, the Stamp Act, the Townsend Acts, and he was named commander of the Continental Army by mm. the Continental Congress. He secures Boston and then gets his, the shit kicked out of him in New York. The Americans flee New York. Uh, the British occupy it for the rest of the war. And so Washington's basically most famous moment from the war is the Battle of Trenton, crossing of the Delaware mm -hmm. to seize a Hessian outpost at dawn, um, which wasn't necessarily strategically important, but it also speaks to Washington's knowledge that keeping morale up and keeping people believing that they could win the war was almost as important. Plus, it looked really good in, in a painting. Oh, yeah. And, you know... Yeah, you know, he was crossing the Delaware. Dude's like, this doing is the long look, con. He knows what's up. This still looks so good on my is, Instagram. Branding. branding. It's branding, yeah. yeah. No filter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the thing about Washington. He provided leadership where leadership was needed. He didn't necessarily have the detail-oriented view that, say, Hamilton had. One other incident after the war is the Newburgh Conspiracy, where a bunch of officers who weren't getting paid were talking about leading the army to Philadelphia to convince Congress to pay them. And Washington intervened. I can't believe the Founding Fathers sanctioned unpaid labor. <laughs> what a travesty. Um, this is the first I've heard of this. <laughs> Historians, have you heard of this? <laughs> Email me at white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, after the war, Washington resigned his commission, a theme that will repeat throughout his life. Yeah, it's like a mic drop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He presided over the Constitutional Convention, and the office of the presidency was designed specifically for him because they didn't really trust anyone else to set the precedents. In office, Washington's best quality, again, was his leadership. He trusted his advisors. He countered them when needed, but he often let them use their own brilliancy, especially Hamilton. He established the National Bank, got the U.S. in good credit standing, maintained neutrality in the French Revolution, and put down the Whiskey Rebellion, and is the only president of the United States to lead troops in the field while in office. While in office. Okay. That is that is true. Um, I read that on the internet, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all read it. We all read the same Wikipedia. <laughs> I did not. Good for you. No responsibilities you, this week. You ain't got to do shit this week. And then he stepped down. Probably his greatest achievement in office is being like, I'm going to cede power because that's what the system dictates. It so should also remember, be mentioned that he fucking hated the job. Remember, kids, the best thing you can do is quit. Well, you know, it's good for your country. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. He retired to Mount Vernon, went back to his simple life. And then one day he went out working, uh, marking trees to be cut down. In the snow and the rain and the hail. And then when he went Sounds home. Sounds like he just needed to get out of that. A little bit. I think there was a fight going on. Right? Yeah. Just He's like, know. I'm marking trees. I'm sick of this shit. I'll be back at supper. <laughs> I'll be I'll be out in my man cave, which in the 1730s was seventeen was the woods. 80s was the woods. Yeah. A literal cave. Yeah. That's where <laughs> the woods was where the devil lived, though. Yeah. Um, so he's out there. And then he just spent the rest of the day in his wet clothes, which is... What is with the Founding Fathers and wet clothing? I don't know. I think they only had one outfit, to be fair. Mm, okay. Like and, a cartoon and, character? And nudity was a sin. So, right. so he falls ill. Uh, he has three doctors come to visit him. And George Washington, it should be said, is a huge fan of bloodletting. Uh, <laughs> Who isn't? Come exactly. on. Exactly. At least once a month for me. Hey oh. <laughs> hey Voluntary bloodletting, I should say. Yeah. Uh, we have complete control over that, guys. I don't know if you know that or not, but we get to choose the time and the place. That's an official lady secret. Wow. Yeah. To be Leslie. Yeah. Yeah, I think Cody Spiker gave us one too when she was here. Did she not? Yeah, she did. Oh, a lady uh -huh. secret? Uh, we cannot speak it for 
Our lips do not remember. Something about being able to see the future. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Cody Spike. So he had three different doctors drain over half of his blood in just a couple hours. And then he totally died. Historians don't know why, but it's probably the blood thing. Yeah. One of the doctors recommended doing a tracheotomy, but the other two doctors overruled him because they thought it was too dangerous. Which, a tracheotomy. What would that have done for him? Uh, removed, they thought his epiglottis was swollen, so oh. that would have removed the blockage in his throat. Which probably would have saved his life if they didn't drain half of his fucking blood. So, right. But that would have been too dangerous. Uh, and then Martha Washington burned all but five of their love letters, uh, presumably to keep the sexy bits away from the public. Yeah. Sure. And that's... I read a pretty salacious letter he wrote to Sally Fairfax before mm-hmm. he met Martha. It was pretty, like, it, I blushed a little bit. I was a little blushy, for sure. I'd read it to you, but I don't have Wi-Fi here, so. Explicit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Plus Explicit it's, it's, content. Yeah, we have to keep It was keep pretty that. racy. So, I mean, that's just like uh, him iTunes being like, hey, I like you. Here. Just Google George Washington sex and you'll find something, I'm sure. Yeah, image search it. Really wish I had Wi-Fi here. What's your <laughs> password? Let's get it in. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll get my Wi-Fi password on there. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that's the actual history of George Washington. Timmy, if you want to well, go ahead. I mean, okay, so this isn't so much an alternate as additional information mm. that not everybody has that will change the filter through which you see George Washington. Okay, so the the wooden teeth thing, let's start there. Yeah. I mean, if that's okay with you guys, go start there. I, I uh, object. <laughs> the wooden teeth, that's not true. It's not true. Um, he didn't have wooden teeth. Uh, it was actually human teeth and ceramics that they used. They were never wooden, but it was ceramics and wo- uh, like real human teeth. And he got the teeth from his slaves at the time. He actually paid mm-hmm. his slaves for their teeth. And, and at the time, people were like, oh my really God. Really also countermanding that teeth are not, teeth are racist things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, but people were like, oh my God, like you paid your slaves for their teeth? That's like, whoa, what a good guy you are. You paid them for <laughs> you it? Paid them. <laughs> you could have just taken them shits. <laughs> but no, he paid for them. Truly, um, he was very noble. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, like, like when you, Washington when you do Crest. that sort of thing, it's Tomato, really. Always pay for your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yeah, never take a, a tooth you find on the ground. Make sure mm-hmm. you're paying someone for it. Yeah. <laughs> Even the tooth fairy knows that, you know? He was basically the tooth basically, fairy. Basically. Um, that's where the legend like, of the tooth fairy comes from is George Washington. The yeah, the idea of like a, a grown man sneaking into your room at night to t- pay you for and your then you teeth see a was six too foot much. Tall white dude sitting on your bed. With it was your too teeth scary, so they yeah, made they made it a fairy. Tall, smallpox scarred, <laughs> toothless white man who comes into your room George at night. Washington. Basically, candy man. And that's what I'm going to tell my children. The truth. The truth. No, okay, Candyman, so that's... ironically, a dead slave in that movie. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's that's where the myth of the tooth fairy comes from. Is George Washington's uh, <laughs> payment of his slaves for their teeth? But and the then thing he is... takes dollar bills from under, gives people dollar bills because he stand, can't stand his own toothless image. <laughs> okay, so. What people don't really think about a lot of times uh, is is what a, s- a slippery slope that kind of thing can be. Sure you know, like, human kind of well, you know, it's like, it's like a, the gateway a, drug. It's like a weird form of borrowing. You know, like <laughs> like 
like it's you a know, very and, weird and, form well, of borrowing. Know, it's a slippery uh-huh. slope, you know. You 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 start out borrowing a cup of sugar, then before you know it, it's a pack of smugs. I After hope. that, it's like you're sleeping with the guy's wife, and you're like, "How did I get here?" It feels I great, but it also feels bad. Seriously, <laughs> hope this story ends with like Button Gwinnett in a tub full of ice with a scar <laughs> over his. Well, okay, so kidney. so it, it 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 started there with the teeth, but it didn't stop. Sure, you know no. the same thing with like that scenario cup of sugar to adultery like yeah. same sort of thing happened Clear path. for for george washington you know like mm-hmm. uh, he just he started borrowing and he's like i could be better i could be better i could be better he was always trying to like improve his status in life like there was a huge drive throughout his presidency even to like always look the part and to seem the part and to be legit mm-hmm. and in order to accomplish that he really had to uh, start taking other body parts from other people. Sure, yeah, course. I mean, um, you know, so man, you could just in retrospect, you could see each next step coming, right? Like it's, he he the, slowly morphed himself into our our first chimera. You know, sure. the first of many chimera presidents that we've had. Right, but like right. he's really set a proud the tradition of the presidency be a chimera, right? <laughs> you know, like he set so many precedents, uh, uh, very impressive precedents uh, throughout. It's like, his, can I have his... a beer with him? Is he assembled of multiple parts? Right, and you know, you need that. Like we, as a nation, we're we are a nation of so many people. We need so many people in the highest <laughs> office. E pluribus unum. It just makes sense. Okay, so so that's that's where it started. But um, the very next step, you know, like like uh, w- one of the things that Washington is famous for is not wearing a wig. Like he didn't wear a wig. That was his real hair, and he powdered it. It was his real hair, or so we thought. But well, see, what happened is Washington was actually completely bald, and his brother Lawrence. This is gonna blow your mind, you guys. His brother Lawrence never died he never died he overcame tuberculosis just like washington georgie overcame smallpox he never died and here's the other thing guys they were both three feet tall you see where i'm going you see what's happening here see what's happening i'm very excited for the next sentence lawrence faked his own death you guys so that he could stand on top of george's shoulders for the rest of their life it is hardy stock do you know how much shoulder strength you have to have he was carrying a nation on his shoulders he was carrying (laughs) his brother on his shoulders all right like those small pack scars just boyhood tussles with his kid brother Have you George. Ever tried to shoot at so- two children in a long coat? That is, you're you know, just going to get bullet holes in the coat. I was going to say, I've never seen a picture of George Washington without wearing a really big coat. And there's a reason for that. And they don't, they, you know, you said, and it was so, it was, it was Why like you were he in my head. take his clothes off after marking those trees? Hmm, maybe he had a terrible secret. Right? Right? You guys Why are didn't he never on. have children of his own? Never took his clothes off. Because. Sure. Another. Freak brother. Well, I mean, he did have smallpox and he couldn't get it up. Yeah, dick, <laughs> you know? dick don't work. Right? Come on. But, but on when you said half king, uh, you know, it's like, why oh. did the half king love the half king? They knew some, you know, they were yeah. so, wow. all right. Buddy, Maybe buddy. that doesn't quite work together. But you get what I'm saying here. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the whole uh, switch over calendar thing, like what, what were the dates? 
eleven and the twenty second. Those were actually both of their separate birthdays, and and they they pushed, they lobbied to get the calendar switch so that they could both kind of have their birthdays still, sure. like yeah, be like, I mean, if you're doing uh, a birthday eleven days apart, it's just a fucking drag. Also. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to celebrate together uh, and and have it all make sense. So they they pushed real hard to get the calendar switched over so that it just seemed more legitimate, you know, <laughs> just a little more legitimate. Um, it's it's known that he wrote twenty thousand uh, letters in his life. Yep. Twenty thousand letters. He was in. Tor- you need at least two hands writing for that. Like, oh, there's d- no way. Times. Sure. Yeah, this is all just going to be proof of what I'm telling you here. Like, this <laughs> is like you think it's just a made up joke or something. Uh, but like, I've got hard. I think evidence. I've seen this video on your YouTube channel where you also talk about a flat Earth. www.believemethisaffectsallofus.com. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Michael Carter. I. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so he was made an honorary citizen of France in 1792. Hmm. And it was because at that time, the French knew what was going on. The, the brothers borrowing body parts from people. Cause like he, Lawrence was into it too. He's like, cool teeth. Sure. I get cool teeth. Man, you gotta get a working dick. They looked their whole <laughs> lives for a working dick. Never found one. But like, Super they, I mean, know, working like, dick was in short supply in the 18th century. <laughs> <laughs> not like all the working dick we got today oh just hard working dick i mean today we just have a we should really put a bunch of working dicks in a grain silo for a future drought <laughs> <laughs> instead we're just sending pictures of them to people on tinder i know what good is a picture it's worth a thousand words but words don't do shit for me you know not downstairs you know what i'm saying words ain't dicks Okay, so <laughs> they aren't dicks. You can't stick them in you. Um, so the brothers are going around. They're borrowing body parts. They're like, ah, oh, we're not a very good dancer. We're going to need to be a good dancer at, you know, all these official parties and stuff. They find a Frenchman real light on his feet. You know, they borrow that. And, 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 and by 1792, they had actually borrowed so many French parts uh, that... <laughs> France was like, we're going to make him an honorary citizen. We know what's going on. He's 50% French. We're going to have to make him an honorary citizen. Cause you know, you know, you got to remember in the time, the historical context, France was just looking to get a foothold in uh, the Americas again, like just finding a way to stake a claim any way they could to the continent, you know? So that's why the French flag briefly featured George Washington's dick. So yeah, so so you got to be an honorary citizen of France, which is a pretty cool thing for the first president of the United States. And I I I, I think it's sad that more countries haven't adopted our presidents as um, their presidents, right? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's really sad that we don't control more of the world. Well, you know, American imperialism is really what the American dream is all about. It's like yeah. the highest uh, working order of the American dream is imperialism itself you know pull yourself up by the bootstraps so that you can set those bootstraps on the face of someone else <laughs> right so you can have someone else manufacture your bootstraps for right? you it's like yeah. i can't be making bootstraps i'm busy ruling exactly i have a communications degree to use uh, there's a new netflix original series i don't have time for bootstraps. oh making. man have you seen kimmy schmidt come on sherlock has new episodes exactly. so oh, really? much to do oh I know, right? Brittish, They've got some though. making of. Okay, I'm digressing. <laughs> we're, we're we're talking about 
the real history of George Washington's, both of them, Lawrence and George. <laughs> okay. I thought you were saying, like, I thought you were making some sort of pun. No. Like George Washington, were, tons of fun. They were mm-hmm. more than, they were plural. The brothers Washington. <laughs> there we go. The inspiration so, for Karamazov. Okay, but think about it this way. He was one of our sickest presidents, and he didn't die of pretty much any of that shit, except for the, the epic lactitis, <laughs> which I honestly, when I read it, I didn't know that it was like a... I thought it was just like George the Lower had uh, had basically bottom been... George. Yeah, Bottom George has gotten kicked in the throat so many times throughout <laughs> well, the years. I mean, Maybe that's one of the hazards of being was, Bottom George. Right? Should we establish that Bottom George is George and Top George is Lawrence, or is it the other way around? Lawrence is on top, for sure. Okay. But I mean, really, eventually, Top Lawrence becomes Top George. Right. Who remembers okay. Lawrence Washington? <laughs> right. Well, well, Lawrence had died. He had faked his own death. Exactly. And, and it was important for him to have the cool hair. And know? only three names existed at the time. So George might right. as well take it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So, so uh, you know, he had diphtheria, tuberculosis, smallpox, dysentery, malo- malaria, tonsillitis, uh, carbuncle, whatever that was. Wait, what was it's that? It's like what? carbuncle? It's like backgammon. <laughs> Carbonol. I can't even read my own handwriting. And pneumonia. But like that is so many diseases. And this was in in a time before there was even like antibiotics or you know that is amazing that he would live through all that. And the only way that it actually could have happened is if it had been two separate people dealing with like half of those. Maybe you could survive half of those diseases. There's no way that one person could survive. But split between two immune systems. Yeah, more if you steal one. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You steal some bone marrow from someone. You suck the marrow from your enemies. <laughs> you know, the Delicious. old town destroyer. That's what he's doing. First of all, spread some of your enemies' marrow on some toast points. I hear hey, pretty sneak good. into a Hessian base in the middle of the night. That's like a buffet. <laughs> It's yeah. delicious. I mean, he just took he took all of the best parts of all the best people of his day and really integrated them and li- literally integrated themselves <laughs> into himself. And, really, the and body made, of a nation. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. At his death, you know, Congress found out what was going on. Like, he couldn't hide the did secret both, anymore. Did they both die at the yeah, same? Yeah, they did. Um, by that point, they had become pretty fused together. Oh, so they, during this weird illicit surgery, they literally sewed each other to each other well you know i think it uh, the history is unclear on that whether they just kind of grew into each other the way that like a a tree would grow around a fence or yeah for a while does that happen that definitely happens as long as you don't take it off am i right (laughs) so yeah the history is a little unclear on that i wasn't able to find much research on that but uh but all the crazy websites that i read uh this is Mm. you know they do State that that the two brothers, the G- George Lawrence Washington, uh, they, they discovered both of them dead. Um, you know mm. that 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 night, and and it would suck to be dragging around your dead brother between your legs for what six months or whatever. <laughs> George the Lower had been for years. Am I right? Oh, dead dick joke. Um, <laughs> so dish. so what Congress did. When they realized this, and and this is why, and and true true fact, uh, no one can ever have a higher military office than George Washington. He is he like at the time of his death, he was lieutenant general. Sure. And um, when they found out that there were two 
separate Washingtons having been George Washington the whole time. They were like, how do we honor these men's contribution to our nation, uh, you know, without looking like a bunch of idiots for not noticing how weird that was, you know? Uh, So they decided to, to give him the highest... Uh, decoration in the military that you could possibly have, uh, which is General of the Armies of the U.S. And, mm-hmm. um, no one will ever, ever reach that. He is, he is the highest ranking officer of any U.S. military. And it's because there were two of them, you know, they were two of them. And they were like, he kind of wins, you know? That's also sure. why Congress passed the law that all presidents have to get naked before taking the oath of office, just to check that they're not two people standing on each other's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the little rascals amendment is what it's called. Yeah. Just Publicly part of the on Chief TV. Justice. Right. Oh, oh, I thought it was like part of the ceremony on television. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean the, the brothers they just they wandered through the countryside surveying things because that was a the thing they liked sure. to do. They were big surveyors, you know. George the the upper was good at math, so they made that work. Uh, stealing body parts from other people, just making the greatest president this wow. nation has ever wow. seen. Until Lincoln, at least. Well, you know, he was three people stacked on top of each other. Well, that, what that I heard. remains to be seen. <laughs> but, you know. I mean, that is a rumor. That there was is one under the hat, too. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. <laughs> uh, Space Lincoln under the hat. I'm trying to think of the name of the alien from Flintstones. There was an alien in Flintstones? Gazoo, the great gazoo. Great gazoo. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he granted, I think, Oh, I wishes. do remember yeah. that. And he called yeah. him... Timmy, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Zach, you are serving as judge for this episode. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what I kind of like about George Washington stealing body parts to become sort of a, a golem figure, <laughs> well, a two-person golem sort of. He had he had to do in his defense. He had to do what he had to do for the nation. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it gives him something in common, I think, with another great leader, Mr. Julius Caesar, who, of course, also loved. That's feasting on human body parts. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jose McCall, uh, historian, PhD, I believe, mm-hmm. established yeah, enlightened that us to in his, episode four. His penchant for, for cannibalism. And I think maybe that is a common recurring thing. It makes sense to me that great leaders maybe gain their greatness from the flesh of others being integrated into their <laughs> right. body. And, and you don't necessarily have to eat it and no. pass it out. You sure, could, like, you could, It's more sophisticated. It. In 1700, it was more sophisticated than it was It's in a more spiritual Greece. power. Right. Yeah. right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to... It's I, the quickening. I think I will toss... And also, I'm a sucker for any story that involves two children in a coat. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> doing things adults should be doing. <laughs> so, not... not like going to movies that Consensually, are Consensually, right? Yes. Consensually doing things. Yeah, much. I mean, I was thinking a little more innocently, like they bought like a bunch of beer and got drunk like that summer of the monkey. Took out a business loan. I don't know that that's really that innocent, but okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the alternate history this time. I understand. I, I appreciate that, but honestly, Brian, I think both of us have won because my history does not... Uh, take away from your mm-hmm. your truth at all, which is, I think, the best kind of truth. Thank you for uh, thank you for validating my truth. You're welcome. Your truth is that's what podcasts are is about. The best, exactly. yeah. right? Self validation. You know, just just validating our truths. <laughs> <laughs> I see my voice on a screen, and I feel better about myself. I do exist. <laughs> now, listeners, we've been allowing you to vote in previous episodes. 
Uh, but I think for right now, until... In the spirit of talking about America... In the spirit about America, we're going we'll to let the powerful decide. <laughs> they are your superdelegates. We've got one superdelegate. He's the only one who gets a vote. Yeah. And he's Zach. Great. We're going to find ways for listeners to participate in the episode, uh, other than voting. But for right now, until we get a larger voting base... Uh, we're going to stick to the judge deciding. Oh my god, you guys had two kids in a coat voting on this, didn't you? Uh, didn't you? I don't know about the coat. Confirm or to die. <laughs> but if you want to ask it's the us... the only way they could. The limit was age 18, so they had to stand on top of we each other in a coat. We add our ages together. Yeah. <laughs> to fool that's, us. I don't know that that's how... Because you don't have like two nine-year-olds and they, they can't vote still. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. Um... If you want to leave us a comment or ask us a question or suggest a topic for a future episode, you can go to revisionistpodcast.com, like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, or uh, review us on iTunes, which is very helpful. Again, we've gotten so many incredibly generous reviews, uh, so thank you for doing that. Before we go, Timmy, you are you do so much incredible stuff all over town. Uh, you host Epilogue Comedy the last Saturday of every month at Mutiny. You got it. Uh, They're getting a new stage. It should be in. Oh, if really? there's going to be a stage at the back of the bookstore, instead of just being up by the window mm. uh, n- cramming the coffee bar, we're going to have an actual stage. I'm very excited about that. Uh, and that's at Mutiny Information Cafe at First and Broadway? Uh, Ellsworth I, and Broadway. Ellsworth. I can 10 never PM, remember the cross Last Saturday of every month. You also do a lot of stuff at El Torito's Comedy Room Room. Yeah, I do the booking there. And so believe me when I say every show is amazing. Even mm. if I'm not on it or directly involved, I pick the best and people bring me the best because it's the best room and everybody loves it. And the show, the showcases there all, all have like really interesting different ideas. Too. A lot of them. Um, some of them are like, like Christy runs, Christy Buckley. Runs a great show, a, a fantastic thing uh, for the scene uh, called Power Middle. Mm-hmm. That's this Friday, and the best name of Power any Middle. Comedy show. But it's about like you know, like where else do does a young comic get to f- do a, a feature set? Where do they get to work mm-hmm. on their twenty minute sets? Mm. Um, sure, yeah, you can put like two seven minute sets together, three seven minute sets together. Edit a little, you gotta you gotta yeah. twenty, but that's not really how it works. Right. In the real world. So being able to practice that much, it's a brilliant idea. She's brilliant and wonderful. Yeah. Um, Power Middle. Power Middle. Nerd Roast is there. That's like a theme. But Power Middle is just straight stand up. Yeah. Um, but that's Comedy Room Room is great. And then you're also, this episode's coming out on Saturday. So if you're quick on the draw, this Sunday, uh, you can go down to Arguments and Grievances at Vine yeah. Street Pub. Another amazing show. There's a lot of shit to check out. But yeah. So go see a show. Just go see, go see a show, go any, see show. any show, even Most if I'm shows. not there. I mean, the show will probably be pretty good if I am there, because uh, I don't do shit. Like this <laughs> podcast made the cut. Ooh. Congrats, guys! Yeah, but yeah, just go see live stuff. Zach, you co-host Stage of Fools podcast, and you just had your wrap-up episode. That's correct. So I ate us for a while. Oh, yep. Uh, but there's still back episodes available. Yeah, no, we're not taking them down suddenly and permanently for no apparent reason no yeah that okay that does make sense <laughs> yeah which is again as we've said before a discussion of ease the royals yeah a terrible show which is the show that involved the driver giving a blowjob in a roadhead situation wow Correct. so reckless oh yeah. as for me you can catch me wherever follow me on facebook or twitter whatever i think that should do it for this episode though uh timmy thank you for being here thank you for having me uh, it was super fun. Yeah, thank you. Glad we got to the bottom of all this. Exactly. Yeah. And we can finally move on as a nation. Yeah. 
Zach, thank you as always. Really, we should add a second face on a Mount Rushmore. George's face. Slightly lower. Just underneath Just underneath. I would like that. His weird smallpoxy face. You know, they say it was never completely finished, and I'll bet that's what they were going to get to next. You should see what they're planning for what crazy horse is actually riding. It's not a horse. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a sweet dirt bike. (laughs) It's two children in a horse costume. (laughs) For everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Have a good night.